Today I want to talk to us about invitation, about the ways in which we see that invitation is a central idea to Christianity. We see this in the life and ministry of Jesus laid out in Scripture. Today I'm reading from the Gospel of John. The Gospel of John is an incredible book. One of those things that we did there, the Gideons, remember this? You remember the Gideon Bibles where you just get, they'd just be handing out. They always do this at my college. So when I went to Warrensburg, uh, they would always be on the, on the, on the uh, bridge that everybody had to cross to get to like one side of campus or the other. They would always hand out just, the, just John. <laughs> so sometimes, I guess sometimes they had the full New Testament, but most of the time it was just John. And um, it was, it was, it's just such a beautiful and incredible book. And it's really different from the other three Gospels. We call those the synoptic Gospels. They are, they are very much more a collection, and they are wanting to tell a full story of, uh, of all these different events, and they can feel kind of disconnected from each other at some points, but they all go together very great. John, to me, is much less interested with um, the, the whole thing of just like facts and um, where things um, where things are really like supposed to happen, and much more interested in telling a story, showing us who Jesus was, and showing us why Jesus came the time he did, went like at, at the place he did, and how Jesus was working. Um, this doesn't mean that the things that John is saying are not true, but we just don't need to be as worried about the, about that experience when we're reading John because of the structure in which he um, would have written this. Weaves stories, um, stories almost like a seamless structure, and it's really pretty. Um, the same way that Matthew and Ma- Matthew and Luke speak to different audiences, Matthew very speaking directly to a Jewish audience, an audience that would have known the stories of Moses, and you can see in Luke speaking to people that didn't know those stories but wanted to be brought, but needed to be brought in to this amazing narrative. Some scholars believe that the opening passage of John it was a was sung or was part of a hymn. I think this is really interesting. So rather than maybe our, our, our understanding of what like the first chapter of Matthew or the first chapter of Luke, where we start at Christmas, don't worry, this isn't Christmas in July. This will be a little bit different today because this, this is after John the Baptist and we, when we actually start with him. Um, so let's hear this section together. Um, uh, think about the ways in which you hear invitation in these words. So this is first chapter of John, starting in verse 35. The next day, John was standing with two of his disciples. This is the John the Baptist we're talking about. When he saw Jesus walking along and he said, look, the Lamb of God. The two disciples heard what he said and they followed Jesus. When Jesus turned and saw them following, he asked, what are you looking for? They said, Rabbi, which is translated to teacher, where are you staying? He replied, come and see. So they went and saw where he was, where he was staying, and they remained with him that day. It was about four o'clock in the afternoon. 
One of the two disciples heard that John uh, heard what John said and followed Jesus. One of them was Andrew. His brother was Simon Peter. He was first. He first found his own brother Simon and said to him, "We have found the Messiah." He led him to Jesus. Jesus looked at him and said, "You are Simon, son of John. You will be called Cephas." Translated to Peter, Greek would have been Petra. The next day, Jesus wanted to go into Galilee, and he found Philip. Jesus said to him, "Follow me." Philip was from Bethsheba, the hometown of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and said to him, "We have found one, the one Moses wrote about in the law and the prophets. Jesus, Jesus, Joseph's son from Nazareth." Nathanael responded, "Can anything from Nazareth be good?" Philip said, "Come and see." Jesus saw Nathanael coming towards him, and and said and said about him, "Here is a genuine Israelite in whom there is no deceit." Nathanael asked him, "How do you know me?" Jesus answered, "Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree." Nathanael replied, "Rabbi, you are God's son. You are the King of Israel." Jesus answered, "Do you believe? Do you believe because I told you that I saw you under the fig tree? You will see greater things than these. I assure you, that you will see heaven open and God's angels going up to heaven and down to the earth on the human one, on Jesus." This beautiful passage shows. How people were called the first people that were called by Jesus. What an incredible thing to hear this story. Do you hear this narrative? What does what does Jesus first say, and then Philip say again? Come and see. This is a really simple invitation. This is something that we need to think about more when we think about our faith. A lot of us get really excited about the Chiefs. <laughs> a lot of us get real.、Uh, some of us still, even for some crazy reason, get excited about the Royals.、Um, <laughs> but, <laughs> but we tell people, like, come and see, man. Come and did you see Patrick Mahomes the other day? Did you see this thing that happened at this game? I saw Travis Kelsey the other day. We invite people into this thing because we believe in it. We love it. What if we did that about our church? What if we did that about our faith life? These are the things that I want my daughter to think about. These are the things that I, I want my daughter to be so excited about the things that she gets to participate in here at church and the things that she gets to experience that she is just excited. To invite some people into this community, think about a time that you were invited to this place. Maybe it's to this service. Would anybody? Does anybody? Can anybody think about how they ended up here? And would anybody share that? How did you end up? Maybe not here today in this in this thing, but how did you end up at Platwoods? Does anybody remember? 
Go ahead, Bill. Mm hmm. <laughs> Handbell choir. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Doubter got invited. Uh-huh. It was here in Food Wars first day. Oh, wow. Okay. Holy cow. Oh, man. Does anybody else have one that they can think of? Yeah, go ahead. I was just like a high school and knew a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Gene was there and Awesome. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. The church would not be quite as full today if there wasn't, if there was, if it wasn't for the wives that forced their husbands to come. Um, <laughs> oh, man. Can anybody remember? You don't have to say it. We'll go on. But uh, think about the person. Think about some of the first people you met at the church. Think about the, some of the people that you knew from something else that you met, that you that invited you to like a thing, just like an easy thing. Just hey, we're doing this thing. Walter's playing. He's this really great musician. Um, I'd love for you to come hang out. We've got a few of those in a, few, in a couple weeks. Maybe it was uh, your kids, as Bill said. Maybe it was um, hey, uh, we've got this great VBS. Um, maybe your grand, I mean, maybe now it's maybe your grandkids would love, would love to be, would love to be a part of it. Remember those people because they stepped out in faith. They were following what Christ did 2000 years ago. They're doing the exact same thing. It doesn't have to be some big grand gesture. This invitation stuff is, it gets so convoluted. We, we overthink it. Oh, we have to have this big sales pitch. Nope. Come and see. Go ahead. You want to do one? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's so great. That's awesome. Oh, I love that one. I love that. You know, you can come in. That's right. Is it Don? That's great. That's fantastic. Oh, it's so great. I'm so glad to hear that. Oh, my gosh. There, it's just, it doesn't have to be something. You know, you can come in. Yeah, go ahead.
Sure. We've got plenty of those. Oh. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Oh, wow. And you find that connection when you come here. It's really important. Our mission here is inviting all people into full life together in Jesus Christ. When your pastoral staff got together and started thinking about what the uh, what our vision for this church could, could be or what, what we felt God was calling us to do, the first word that popped into our minds was inviting. And we knew that that word mattered. But what were we inviting people to? This is where this is where I think it's really important. When we get when we get excited about inviting, we we get uh, about like the chiefs and stuff like that. That's like a we're excited. We're pumped about it. We're exciting people because we believe in that thing. What is full life? Well, we believe that full life is a loving and well. It can look like a loving and welcoming community that is constantly being formed by the shared practices of gathering, growing, giving, and going. Basically, we believe that full life looks like Jesus. And so, when we when when we look at the way in which we are excited about certain things in our lives. How are we getting excited about the things that we're doing here? I'm pumped to come talk to you all every time I get every time I get to do that. I think about the job that I have. I think about the responsibility that I have of like being a like partial um, steward of this community while I'm here, and I just love that I get to do that. I love to meet new people every single week. If you come on Sunday, you'll see people that you have no idea who they are. And a lot of them have been here for way longer than you. <laughs> but because but, it's just a big place. It's just a big place. But there'll also be a ton of people that are brand new here for the first time. They got invited by a school teacher friend. They got invited by somebody they saw down at Parkfield Days. They got invited by somebody that they saw um, running or working out at the gym. This place ha- is worth the inv- invitation. I fully believe that. Y'all, everybody here is worth the invitation. Think about that. Somebody invited you. Somehow you got here. Somehow you got into this place and you have experienced full life. Why else would you be here on a Wednesday in the middle of the day? You've experienced a glimpse of this full life. So how do we experience that full life? What does that look like? Last, last little point right here. We think that we believe that the core values of this full life are belonging, curiosity, and courage. So belonging is so important. We fundamentally trust that God loves and cherishes every person God has made. And so our hearts long for every person to know they belong and have a spiritual home, spiritual home in this church. We value belonging, so we intentionally make space for others, especially those we know who have been kept out. You, I see it every single week. Y'all come into this place, you have your people, you talk with them, 
You've got that sense of belonging. You go out to eat afterwards. You care for each other. You see each other when they're sick. You know when there's things going on in each other's lives. This is, my generation does not have this. I I promise you. I mean, we may have it a little bit, but it is shallow. It is shallow. We do not, I do not understand the depth of prayer that your, that your generation, the generations that came before us, sorry, let's say that, the generations that come before me, I do not understand the depth of prayer life that my grandmother had. I don't. She loved praying for people. She loved being with people. She was so great at experiencing all full life with her church community and with others. Curiosity. We have a genuine openness and desire to learn and understand Jesus said, come and see. This spreads so quickly. Think about it. You hear it. You hear it in John's, in John's words. Jesus says, come and see. And then like a song repeating the chorus, Philip goes, come and see. Follow me. We follow Jesus. It happens quick. When you catch a glimpse of Jesus, when you catch a glimpse of the things that Jesus is about, it happens quick. And you're going to just naturally want to say to other people, just, just come and see. Doesn't have to be crazy. Doesn't have to be big. Last little thing, curiosity and courage. We step into hard places. Jesus' message is countercultural. It's not, it's not to say that it's anti-cultural, but it's countercultural. Y'all are here on a Wednesday. Who else is, who else is, what, what else are we doing on Wednesdays? Working. Got stuff going on. Got a million things. What happens to our, what's happened to our weekend? When are our ball fields most uh, most set up? Sunday mornings, not Saturdays anymore. Tons of things have taken up residence in our lives that are great, important things. What if we had a church service out of the ball fields every Sunday morning? What if we did that? What if we had um, a, the Church of the Resurrection said, hey, you know where the biggest church is that meets every week? One Arrowhead Drive. We're going to put a church out there. They put a big tent up and they said, hey, we're going to have church out here on game days. That's incredible. That's just vision. That's just, want, that's just invitation. Come to this thing. Come experience what we have here because we believe that Jesus is worth it. So belonging, curiosity, and courage. Those are our core values here at Platte Woods, and we believe that those are so incredibly important to experiencing full life. But why? Why does all this happen? Because a community of people invested in all, uh, in all people experiencing full life together in Jesus can change the world. Period. <laughs> Because they did. 2,000 years ago, they changed the world. And it didn't take off like this big explosion of thing. It took years, decades, long after people were gone, long after the people who'd actually experienced Jesus in the flesh were gone. This thing was still going. And it still kept going through generations to come. And it will still go on long, long after us because of what this guy Jesus was saying. Today, think about the people that you need to invite. Think about the ways in which you are being called to invite somebody because there is somebody who is so lonely. There is somebody who is so 
in need of a place like this, not because I'm here, not because your other pastors are here, not because this staff is so great, not because what we have is the most perfect thing in the world, because of Jesus, because of what Jesus can do and because of what Jesus has done in this place for generations and will continue to do for generations after us. Will you pray with me? God, thank you so much for the ways in which you have moved in this place. Because of you, we have full life. We have experienced that. We have caught a glimpse of it, even if only for a second. And we long for it again. God, our hearts break for the people who haven't got to experience this yet. Our hearts break for those who are on the outside looking in, who have been hurt by the church, who have been hurt by their lack of church, by their lack of you. God, we are not perfect. We do not have everything figured out. We do not have some fancy plan, but we have the power to say, come and see what you are doing because it's worth it. Amen.